All right, everybody. Welcome to Drop the Subject. Uh, shout out to everybody who is normally turning in, uh, tuning into John Duran today. We are, of course, on a little earlier than usual. I'm Allie. I'm here with James Simmons, nurse practitioner and a friend. How are you doing, James? I am doing very well. You know, it's funny that it, even though we don't go into work, I'm, I'm glad it's Friday. It, it feels good that it's Friday. <laughs> Well, it's that Friday feeling, but that Friday feeling is starting to feel like all the other days of the week as well. So just <laughs> chalk it up to another thing that has died as a result of coronavirus. <laughs> when you talk about, uh, you know, people l- losing jobs and then, you know, sales being down for all kinds of companies. And then that Friday feeling also gone. I can't believe it. This is uh, devastating. Right. Hashtag that Friday feeling question mark. Yeah. Or it's that Monday feeling or that. Tuesday feeling you do kind of get that that vibe when you wake up on a Friday in the midst of all of this and you're like it's Friday no. <laughs> Although I will, you know, my husband's been acting a lot like it's the weekend always all week. So like yesterday midday, I hope none of his coworkers are listening, but he got done with some conference calls. He had like a couple of hours between the next call. So he just cracked, cracked a bottle of champagne. Right. There's all bets are off. It's yeah. just like, all right, well, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah, it, sure. It, and there is something kind of comforting about that, you know, like last night I did a, a virtual goddess moon circle. More on that later. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's a women's circle that I usually do every two weeks. And, you know, we have a lot of intention setting and we have a lot of releasing. There's meditations. There's a cauldron involved usually. And we did it virtually. So but, you're witches. So, well, there, there may have, well, I mean, it's we'll, we'll not get a, to that. We'll get we'll, to that. I, yes. I have, I have questions for later in the show. Yes. Okay. Uh, we don't call ourselves a coven, but some people do. <laughs> some may yeah. or may not. There are a few Sabrinas in the midst. Yeah. Yes. But it was funny because we, you know, we were doing, there was like 50 different women that are all a part of this virtual awesome. moon circle. It was really cool. It was cool to connect with people that are not only all going through this, but going through this in all different parts of the country. You know, Mm -hmm. usually the circle is anyone who's in the area, but it was cool to see so many people all over the country that are dealing with this in different ways. But usually at the end of circle, and I can't explain what goes on during circle because what happens in circle stays in circle. Stays in circle, yeah, yeah. But afterward is usually about a 15-minute wine social. Oh, lovely. Yeah, which is nice. But it was pretty funny to see. And I wasn't really looking at all the other screens. I was mainly focused on the person who was facilitating the circle. But once it completed, everyone was like, okay, time for the wine social. And it literally took everyone 0.5 seconds to bring their glass into frame. (laughs) (laughs) Because people are practiced and prepared and ready for this. Like everyone was already, I was like, was everyone drinking during circle? Like, I don't know. (laughs) They were. were. Yeah. And so it makes you think, but it's distracting to see everybody else in their home. So Mm. I had to, you know, kind of tune them out and focus only on the facilitator, but then also we're distracted by the fact that we can get up and mill about at the house at any given time and be like, hmm, why don't I just pour a glass of wine? Like, it's like you said, all bets are off. You can open a champagne at any given moment. It's uh-huh. never not a good time and it's never <laughs> off the table. Nor is it, uh, you know, the, the what I've been noticing about these virtual happy hours that we've been having, we've been having a lot, like almost every night as well. 
that feeling of when you know when you're okay you're out with someone and you're you've had a nice dinner everybody had a glass of wine and then that one person at the table is like well i'm gonna get another what about you guys and if it was a normal thursday night You'd be like, oh, guys, I'm good. No, I got the show tomorrow. You know, I got to work. You know, I'm good. I need to get home. I got to let the dog out. Nope. You see one other person on virtual who's like cracks (laughs) and pours another glass. You're like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm in it for another hour. (laughs) And then the next thing you know, you're through a bottle and a half of wine on a Wednesday. And you're like, wait, what, what happened to my night? I know everyone is drinking a lot more because of that, because there are no rules. And when it comes to drinking during the week, I think, I mean, depending on your situation and depending on your habits, you know, you you have those rules that you're talking about where, oh, it's Thursday night, I have to wake up early in the morning. Or even if you don't have to wake up that early in the morning, you have this mentality that you're not supposed to be binge drinking on the week. On the, during the week. Well, and I do, you know, the medical side of me, the nursing side of me worries a little bit. You know, there are, there are people who sort of teeter on the edge of alcoholism all the time anyway. And this this could send them in the wrong direction. So while I, you know, I obviously I think it's very funny and, uh, you know, we, we'd laugh about it. But there are, you know, for those listening, by the way, maybe we ought to institute some drinking rules during yeah, some new some new drinking rules. Exactly. It's like, yeah. OK, we have, you have to meet the people halfway. Like, OK, you can drink every day because <laughs> that's if we don't allow that, then I don't know what's going to happen. This is baby steps. No, dr- you can drink every day. But when it's past eight o'clock, you can't drink an entire bottle of vodka. I don't know. These are just these are just I'm just spitballing here. Right. Right. You have to start, or I think you just you have to limit it to, you know, you make a make a, a routine about it. So you open a bottle of wine, you pour two glasses, you recork the wine, you hide it, you put a piece uh, of tape on it. You know what I mean? You do yeah. something, you shove it in the refrigerator behind everything else. So you can't see it. And you're like, this is my one glass today. This is all I'm doing. You know, it's yeah, it's like, you know, when you have a dog that can't handle itself when it comes to eating and then you have to get them one of those toys that has the food inside of it. Uh-huh, yep. And yep. it just like, it <laughs> kernel by kernel comes out so you kind of have to work for your meal. That's what we have to, that's what us humans have to do right now with wine. Or like put it in one of those little hamster things so you have to like run on a wheel to then like <laughs> Like the little things that wine. they drink water on? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> think that works that's totally great happy friday yes happy friday everybody it is that friday feeling even though it's different than normal and uh welcome and hi to all the john duran listeners out there we love you and we welcome you we're going to talk about some of the things going on with COVID 19 around the world i know we've been updating you about what's been happening in the u.s with the stimulus package and all that but there are some very important things going on uh that are COVID related worldwide so we just want to update you on that and kind of highlight some really important things that are happening right now around the world. Uh, This is Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject here with Allie and James Simmons, nurse practitioner. I know some questions have come through for at Ask the NP. We will get to those a little later in the show, but right now we wanted to give you more of an update about what is going on with COVID-19 globally. Uh, we heard this morning that Boris Johnson, the prime minister of the UK, has tested positive for coronavirus, which, of course, is uh, big news over there and, and worldwide. But I also wanted to, to discuss there's something really crazy that just happened in Iran. 
and when it when it comes to coronavirus. And I think James, as a nurse practitioner, this is very important to point out because more than three hundred people just died in Iran because they consumed methanol thinking oh my gosh. that it would protect them against the coronavirus. And this has to do with fake remedies, which we, we, t- we talked a little bit about last week, right? Mm-hmm. Where somebody Absolutely. had taken that, uh, or was it this week? Yeah, it was this week. Where we were talking about, I can't, of course, I can't remember what the actual treatment was, but there is a lot of misinformation as far as what is going to help you, what's going to help your symptoms. And some of these things can be really dangerous if they're not used properly. A lot of these things can be dangerous if not used properly, including medications that we might normally prescribe for other conditions and diseases. Like we talked about earlier this week, the the gentleman who took chloroquine phosphate. Oh, chlorophyll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, chloroquine phosphate from a fish tank. Oh, and I didn't realize this, it was a yeah, fish it's, tank. It's a fish Jeez. tank cleaning solution. Part of it is a medication, like it, it has the components of it that are similar to a medication we use called chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine. But they took that. Uh, but the point is, Iran, United States, it doesn't matter where you are. There is so much fear and so much anxiety about the unknown. I think that, you know, one of the physicians I work with uh, has said it so eloquently a couple of weeks ago. It's actually it's always easy to give people good news. It's actually yeah. not that difficult to give people bad news. It really isn't in the medical situation. The wor- the p- thing that people react to the most is the unknown, is the uncertainty. And so when you say to someone, you have you know XYZ going on, but we actually don't know what it is. That's now happening to 7.8 billion people in the world, right? right. We, we yeah. have this thing going on and we don't know what, what it's going to do. And so people are reaching for whatever they can because people are so scared. And I think it even, you know, most people, I'm sure, probably understand this, but if you don't, you know, if you are Muslim, it, it is it is forbidden to drink alcohol if you are a practicing devout Muslim. And so to go to the links of defying the Quran, defying Allah for majority of these individuals who are Muslim to then drink, you know, an alcohol based concoction. Right. Because you're so worried about this disease. I mean, that is the, the what has to be going on in individuals' brains. The, the fear that they have to be feeling is really intense. And then now, unfortunately, you know, many of these individuals, uh, Fox News, New York Times, um, are reporting that Iranian media has reported that almost 300 people have died because of doing this. And, and that's a, uh, also a country where fake remedies were really, really taking off on social media in Iran. So it was already, and you're absolutely right about the not knowing being the most terrifying of all, right? I think that's what a lot of us are feeling, whether we have it or not, is this feeling of, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know if I have a job. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it makes people a little cuckoo and it makes you, you know, you are going to social media or you're going to the media and you're trying to figure out what the answers are. And then when you find something that you feel like you can hold on to, that means something. Even if Mm -hmm. it's fake, you just Mm -hmm. feel like you need to latch on to some kind of answer. And it's so unfortunate that this causes people to lose their lives. I mean, methanol I don't know how much of that you have to take to die, but for 300 people to not decide, much. okay, yeah, this is, oh, really? Not, not no, a lot? No, not much. Yeah. So for 300 people to decide this, and this, these 300 people that died have now 
outweighed the people in Iran who have died of coronavirus. So now you have oh more deaths gosh. than you would have originally had because of that fear of the unknown. It's insane. It's it's absolutely insane there. And this just completely breaks my heart. Yeah, <laughs> that, it does. That this is this is happening and I think it's really important to to realize the lengths to which we are all sort of in this together. You know, there's lots of sentiment around the United States uh, about right now still that, oh, it's not happening in my community. It's not happening in my neighborhood. You know, other com other communities, other markets that I've talked to and, and being James Ask the NP and they've had me call in or, or you know, Skype in or whatever. There, there's lots of states in the United States that are having this issue about people just don't get this because it's not influencing or impacting them directly. But it's coming and this really is happening to so many people all over the world. And I think it's so important to everyone just breathe and take a moment to, to step back and realize yeah. like we're all, we're all in this together. And, you know, as we, as we sort of, you know, wrap up the, this morbid COVID talk right now, you know, don't, don't go to extremes. It's as human nature. It's what we do in the unknown. When we don't know something, we tend to revert to the extremes. And, and I just, you know, I really hope all our listeners and your families and everyone just stay vigilant about getting facts from, from reputable sources, mm -hmm. you know, um, stay inside, listen to the experts who are out there. They're experts for a reason. I promise you. Yeah. And I think it's a really big lesson in gratitude, you know, to think about, if you have the privilege to stay home and to wash mm. your hands with soap and water. There are a lot of people, like another article I read about this province in Syria is they're dealing with coronavirus and they don't even have, like a lot of them don't even have access to soap and water or they don't even have homes so they can't isolate themselves. So I think it's it's a lesson in gratitude. I'm, I feel very thankful that I'm able to stay connected to my loved ones and that I have shelter and that I have access to basic needs to keep me healthy during this time. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's just the unknown is unsettling, but it's almost I really hope that we all come out of this better and more thankful for what we do have. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's kind of shift gears a little bit next because there's there's some very interesting things being covered in the sports world now that there are no sports. Because it someone, ain't sports. No, nope, it ain't <laughs> sports, but it is Britney Spears. We'll get to that next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. I am James, guest co-hosting today with Allie Johnson. And a special welcome to all the John Duran fans, of which we all are, but John Duran listeners, who's normally on at this time. But we're here. We're doing Drop the Subject early today. And yes. Allie. Yes. Did you know that Britney Spears may have actually qualified for the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo that aren't actually happening. <laughs> you mean the 2021 <laughs> Olympics that they're still going to call the 2020 <laughs> Olympics, which makes no damn sense. Which makes no sense whatsoever. So let, let's back this up just a little bit here. So, you know, I think the, the big question right now is when you run a sports station or sports radio or ESPN or whatever it is, and there are no sports going on, well, what exactly what do, you do? do you end up talking about? Right. Like, what, what's the deal? Well, apparently it's Britney Spears. <laughs> it's only been, how long has it been with those sports? So this is I, week I two and they're yeah. already at Britney Spears. We're, I mean, we're going, no, no shade to Britney, but this is going downhill in the sports world very quickly. Yeah. I'm never 
not willing to talk about Britney Spears. So yes. And, yes. and to and to hear old Hawaiian shirt wearing sportscasters talk about Britney Spears <laughs> makes me even happier. I know the gays might actually start tuning in at this point to more of the sports <laughs> programming. So she did what? For, is she joining the Mets? Like, wait, what is she doing? Um, so listen, no, not no, no shade to Brittany and no shade to our non-sports loving gays. But this is very interesting. If you had not heard, because you know there might be some other stuff going on in the news right now, so this one might have just slipped past you, but. Britney Spears posted on her Instagram, you know, she was so bored, she wanted to start working out, she decided to run outside and do her sprinting, do some high-intensity interval sprint work training, and she posted that her first 100-meter dash was nine seconds, the second was seven, the third was six, the fourth one, she finally (laughs) did her 100-meter dash in five seconds. And the sports world did a collective. Well, I want to. I want to um, read her. Yeah, I, the Instagram post has been deleted, but I'd like to read if I, if I may. Uh, please, absolutely. Okay. Ran my first five. Getting over your fear of pushing it in the beginning is key. Once I did that, I hit five. Usually, I run six or seven. My first try was nine. Now I did it. Whoop. 100 minute 100 meter dash and uh some of these responses on instagram are incredible someone said wow that's really fast well done please post a video would be great to see um someone else said i'd love for this to be true like all this time she (laughs) she's just this track superstar and no one ever knew right 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 uh and then someone said you guys are going to eat so much crow when she videos herself doubling usain's speed (laughs) because apparently she's broken a world record by doing this and and not just broken a world record shattered completely (laughs) completely shattered so like Usain Bolt who is now officially retired from uh track and field is still the fastest man on earth and still holds the world record for the 100 meter dash at 9.58 seconds which is ridiculous that's something akin of him running like 28 miles an hour or something like it's insane right so Brittany just said that she ran hers in 5.97 seconds which would be like 37 miles an hour (laughs) just (laughs) like like, faster than a cheetah. I was just going to say, we're talking cheetah speeds now here. Like, like faster than a horse. Well, then, then <laughs> I would pay so much money to see a horse race with Britney. Well, and the thing is, Britney Spears, we should all be looking to Britney Spears for a reason right now, because we're all feeling cooped up. We're all getting a little stir crazy. And this is probably how Britney Spears feels all the time. This is how she is. Like, this is why she's gone crazy is because she's always just in her house putting on outfits, doing weird workouts and posting cracked out weird videos of her with a lot of eye makeup on. And that's kind of where we're all at right now. So if we want to learn how to just be comfortable in that crazy, we got to look to Britney Spears. I, I mean, she is our pandemic quarantine spirit animal. She's our new god. Uh, So congratulations, Britney Spears. I think we're all very happy for you. And it's good to see you making a presence on a sports station. Well done. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject here with Allie and uh, James Simmons, nurse practitioner. Shout out to all the John Duran listeners out there. We are keeping you company for these hours today. And... 
We're, John Duran will be back. He's just uh, unable to do a home broadcast. And it, I mean, it requires a lot of work and a lot of setup to do this from home. So we absolutely know that John Duran will be back. This is obviously a temporary thing. This is, uh, you know, all of us sheltering and sheltering in place and figuring out how to get on the air is is a very big task. And it has resulted in a lot of tech problems for me personally, which is driving <laughs> me insane. So right. just know that it's difficult to do this and that John Duran has every intention of being back on these airwaves. And uh, so we all look forward to John's return. We will get him back. He will get a sexy voice back on the air as soon as we humanly possibly can. But right now, just to close out this hour, I wanted to share a fun story that has nothing to do with coronavirus. How's that? Thank goodness. Yes. Thank you for that, Allie. Want to feel old? <laughs> Don't. We go from not talking about coronavirus to feeling old. Well, there's an article that I found that's just literally nine slang words that teens and Gen Zers are using and their boomer equivalents. Uh, this is so amazing right now. And I, as an Xer, I feel like I need to be an expert in both, right? Like above me yeah. and below me. Like, yeah, this is good. Let's do it. Okay. So fit is... So what do you think fit means? Like if you, of course, we all know the fitness, you're feeling fit, you're feeling like you're in shape, but there is a use for it that teens and Gen Zers are using. So I, I, I feel like maybe fit is going to be uh, like, mm, well, I could go one of two ways. I feel like fit is like cute. Like that's like, that's like put together. That's cute. That's uh, I like okay. your whole thing. That's fit. You're not far off. Fit is short for outfit. Hence, she had on a fire fit at the party. Oh, or oh their yes. Their fit was bold. So that's short for outfit. And they say the boomer equivalent of this is threads. Her Thread. threads at the party were groovy. Nice, nice threads. And by us, her fit was fire. I'm assuming we mean not, not like on fire. Oh, we'll get to that next. Oh, fire. Oh, okay is used to refer to something that is very cool and amazing. That outfit is fire. The movie was fire. You have to check it out. And the boomer slang equivalent would be groovy. So the threads are groovy. The fit okay. is fire. That That is good. Now, we have been using fire. I will say I'm going to take this one away from the millennials. We have been using fire for a long time, uh, at least in, uh, I should say, black folks. I don't know if maybe now that's, this is yeah, like an, okay. an appropriation thing. Maybe that's what's happening here. But like, yeah. I feel like black folks, I grew up with black folks being like, that is fire. Yeah. 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 I think that it's just become more universal, I guess. Huh? Yeah. 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 I love it. Okay. Uh, oh, all right. I like this game. Spilling the tea. We all know that one. Yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Um, and the boomer equivalent is the skinny. All right. So here's the skinny. <laughs> love it. Here's the skinny. Uh, lit, which we, a lot of us know that party was lit or I was super lit. It means that it was like, uh, that you were like, that it was exciting, high energy, or that you were super wasted. And the boomer slang equivalent is loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Bob was loaded last night at that party. Yeah, he was. Uh, we have time for one more. Okay. Wig. wig. What do you think wig means? Okay, so I immediately go to like that wig is snatched, um, like that. Right. Like she she put on her good wig tonight. Maybe not even necessarily meaning the actual wig, but again going back to either her outfit is put together or this thing that she just said is very uh, was fire. 
Okay. Yeah. Was was fire. See, was you fire. sound a lot cooler than I do when saying these words. Wig is, you're really close. It's a phrase used to refer to something that is amazing. It refers to the idea that you saw, that what you saw was so amazing and incited so much shock in you that your wig flew off. So you said wig snatched. This is just like, oh. like Beyonce posts a photo and the comment just says wig Wig. <laughs> yeah. Got it. And the boomer slang equivalent is fab. Oh. I love that hairstyle. It looks fab. So oh, we, we okay. will post these because there's other ones like salty. We all know what that means. Uh, yikes and big yikes. Uh, and then the boomer equivalent being bummer. So we'll post these. It's fun to look at and uh, not COVID related, which is always a plus. Yeah, amen to that. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, it's that Friday feeling here on Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons, nurse practitioner. And uh, welcome to all the John Duran listeners out there. John Duran will be back before you know it, but we are keeping you company here on the airwaves of Channel Q. And you can always ask the NP. James Simmons is a nurse practitioner and he can answer all of your questions. We will be taking some of your questions a little bit later this hour and I have a specific question about sleep orgasms oh lovely two of my favorite things (laughs) (laughs) all put together in one exactly Uh, I guess that you approve well right now I wanted to discuss I know a lot of us have been getting emails in our inboxes of course the first few weeks it was here, here's some COVID-19 updates. Then it was, hey, we're thinking of you during this hard, hard time. If there's anything that we can help you do in terms of paying your bills to us, you let us know. And then this week has all been about virtual versions of services. I don't mm-hmm. know about, I don't know if it's been the same for you, James, but I've been getting a lot of emails about, hey, we figured out a way to do this virtually. And it got I me got, thinking, go, go ahead. Well, I got a text from the my gym reminding me that they're doing virtual classes and live Instagram classes. Oh, so, I have seen uh, my the gym down the street from me. They, I've seen the trajectory of their test virtual classes to <laughs> we're sorry about the technical problems in the virtual class to we're trying it again at 930 free of charge. And I mean, it is it's been a process for them. So you can see all of the email updates as they figure it out. Yeah, and that's just from one place, not from every single thing we've ever set, you know, subscribed to. It's a little overwhelming. Exactly. So, what is the worst thing to go virtual? What is the one thing that really just can't go virtual? If you think about even a dance class, like a fitness class, okay, we all know that they have, they have fitness videos. So once you figure that out, it's not going to be the same, but it is possible, right? Uh, a tap class. Maybe not as fun <laughs> for the neighbors, but still sort of possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tomorrow, I have physical therapy virtually. Oh, stop. How, how does that even work? That's what I'm about to find out. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can think about because I've been through physical therapy as well. Also for a shoulder, interestingly. But oh. uh, yeah, the, I guess I suppose they can show you how to do the exercises and such. But part of the process of actually having a doctorally prepared physical therapist there is to make sure you're doing it the right way. Exactly. And then to have, and I have a guy physical therapist, so I'm just going to be, sta- like, it feels very webcammy to me. Yeah. Where he's going to be like, all right, stand up. I want you to lift your arms. 
like, let me <laughs> look at turn, you. Now turn. turn I want to see way. your whole body. It was yeah. like, this is very strange. But chin, I think chin down, eyes up. Exactly. <laughs> and then they're supposed to like part of the good thing of going to a physical therapist is that they massage you or like test out, you know, how you're arm is moving when they're pressing on some, you know, they have their little weird formula. So uh-huh. if, yeah, if yeah. I'm not getting that, I also want to know if my copay still remains the same. But anyway, I also got an email and I think this might be the worst one about virtual improv classes. <laughs> How is that supposed, supposed to work? Especially if there's a delay. I mean, yes, because there is a delay and because I did virtual goddess moon circle last night and it was actually pretty great. But there were some call and response, not call and response, but it was like she was saying things and we were all repeating them. And it was (laughs) I mean, usually when we're in person, we're all saying it in unison. But she's saying, you know, like, for example, you are safe. And everyone's like. Yeah, save his babes. You safe, 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 And you're like, oh, no. You are I safe. <laughs> just like, why? So I can't imagine <laughs> that it would work well in an improv setting when you're like, yes, and. And, and then yes. your face freezes and they're like, are we doing that freeze tag game? Am I supposed to tap them and switch? I don't know what's going on. Right. Are you actually frozen or what? I don't understand. I mean, any acting or improv, anything like that. I mean, you're doing weird stuff. You're rolling around on the floor. You're like playing with imaginary energy balls. You're doing all kinds of stuff that's immersive, right? So to make that virtual just seems like it would not work in any way. Not not work at all. I talked to, I know this is very LA of me, but I talked to a friend of mine who is a director and she's very used to directing on sets and lights and cameras and having people around. And you know, when you're the director, you're kind of in charge and obviously she's not working right now. And so when we were video conferencing, chatting the other day, I was like, oh, can't you just direct your actors like virtually like through the camera and she's like no james no (laughs) that's just not how that works well it's important to like what your director friend is doing is she is not gonna even try going virtual and that's very respectable to be like all right you know what can't do it right now and that is a bit of a luxury to have but the hair salon that's down the street from my house they are also (laughs) like they sent an email to all of us saying that they're gonna try and send us all our base color and then give us a video tutorial on how to apply our hair color because everyone's (laughs) everyone really needs hair maintenance right now and nobody can go in there I mean, this. there's something to this. I will applaud everyone for their creativity with everything going on, I suppose. that, that I would have yeah. never thought in a million years, like, oh, we're going to put together your base color, ship it to you, do a video. You know, you charge us a little bit or, you know, give us a little yeah. bit of money for what we're doing or whatever. I get because, listen, people got to keep the lights on, you know? What, what do you think is the worst thing to go virtual? You can... Tweet at us at DTS show on Instagram and on Twitter. I would love to hear something that can top hair salons and and groundlings improv classes, because I don't know what is the worst. What what could possibly be worse than doing virtual versions of that? We're going to ask the NP about sleep orgasms and more after this. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons. And uh, it's a little moment that we like to call Ask the NP. James Simmons is a very experienced nurse practitioner and about to be a doctor. I'm about to be friends with a doctor, everybody. Hey, That's what this is really about. about. <laughs> a, doc- a doctor nurse, even. 
I know, doctor nurse. You're both. You're a double whammy. Look at that. So we like to ask all of you if you have questions for the nurse practitioner at Ask the NP. And I have a question that has been uh, submitted by a listener, and then I have a personal question. It doesn't have anything to do with my personal life necessarily, but it's something that fascinates me. We will start with the listener submitted question from Chris. Said, uh, I know hand sanitizer won't physically remove dust or dirt from hands. That being said, how effective is hand sanitizer for killing bacteria and viruses on dirty hands? How effective is hand sanitizer? It is tremendously effective, believe it or not. It just depends on the hand sanitizer that you are using and how well you use it. So just like washing your hands uh, with soap and water, if you wash them for five seconds, you don't use very much soap. You only wash the palms of your hands. Your hands aren't going to get very clean. So same thing with hand sanitizer. If you use, uh, you need to use a hand sanitizer that is at least 60% alcohol to make sure that you are killing bugs and viruses etc. So at least 60% alcohol, put a nice good dollop, you know, almost a quarter size, if you will, in the palm of your hand, rub it all over your hands, your hands, your wrists, etc. For at least 20 seconds until it dries, it works great. Now, when you are purchasing hand sanitizer do you like is there a difference in the effectiveness if they have all of that extra like bath and body works cool juniper breeze fragrance crap or is it better to just go regular hand sanitizer scentless or does it matter It doesn't necessarily matter either way. The alcohol content is really the biggest key. So you can have uh, scented and this and that and other stuff in there if you like, specifically for hand sanitizers. It's really just that uh, the, the level of alcohol, the content of alcohol. Okay. My question now for you is about sleep orgasms. I have, I, I have never had one. I am jealous of people who do have them on a regular basis. My question is, is it normal to have that in adulthood? Because everyone thinks of like wet dreams or sleep orgasms as like a coming of age, your body is changing type of thing. Mm -hmm. But I know somebody who has never had a, a an actual waking one before she has only had them in, the, in her sleep and so how normal or yeah how normal is it to have them when you're an adult and when at what age does that become weird so <laughs> i don't actually think at at any age we we are okay with this and first my sincerest condolences to your friend who has never had a waking orgasm that makes yeah. me sad for her um also ali you may have had one while you were sleeping because many people with vaginas don't actually know that they've had them um so because oh. people with penises when you have an yeah, orgasm. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did. Uh, yeah, I did. But they did cover that in sex education when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. So. Yeah. That yeah. part. Yeah. There's evidence. Well, there's not always evidence for people with vaginas. So uh, they are, we typically think of them for, uh, you know, there's so many hormones going on and, you know, our bodies are changing around puberty and that's really when it's happening so often. Um, But they're saying throughout our lifetimes, as many as 37 people with vagina, 37% of people with vaginas report knowingly have had them and 88% of people with penises report knowingly have had nocturnal (laughs) orgasms. 
Okay, so yeah, you're right then. The only reason that men have reported 87% or whatever, it's because they have the physical evidence. So more women are having them than we think. I just can't remember them. Damn. Right. You're like, oh, I wish I could remember them. Now, it's interesting because one of the reasons I'll, most of us will not ever remember having them is because they typically occur in REM sleep and REM sleep. So at our deepest levels of sleep, um, typically when we are dreaming, when we have absolutely no conscious awareness uh, is when these are happening. So it's not as if like you're kind of halfway awake and you're like, I think I'm feeling some kind of way. Uh, no, you are completely and totally asleep when these happen. Man, if only I could see into my dreams. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see who gave me the orgasm. I mean, I just would really like to see that. Um, yeah. Okay, news that are lucid. Thank you, NP. And if you have any other questions, you can at Ask the NP on Twitter and on Instagram. News that are lucid's up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. That's the sound that means it's time for News It or Lose It. And welcome everyone who usually listens to John Duran at this time. This is a segment we like to call News It or Lose It. I will present three headlines and James votes yes or no. He newses or loses whatever he chooses. And whatever he decides we talk about, that's what we talk about. Are you ready? I am absolutely ready. Let's do this, Sally Johnson. All right. Headline number one. Coyotes are being seen on the empty streets of San Francisco, and the animal takeover has begun. Yep. Yeah, ding. Where's my dingers? Ding, ding, ding. ding the ding, animal ding, takeover. Ding. There we go. <laughs> Headline number two. Courtney Cox is spending her self-isolation binge-watching Friends. No, I, th I think we know enough just from the headline. Right, okay. I'm, I'm going to lose that one, yeah. Uh, and then finally, headline number three, no sports means no demand for this important yet niche item. Oh, ooh, what a tease, Allie Johnson. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a gong. Ding. Uh, All right, let's do it. All right, let's get into it. Um, first off... Let's just work backwards here, and we'll start with sure. the one that you just newsed. No sports means no demand for a company that specializes in dispatching jumbo flags. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not at all where I thought you were going with this one. Nope, but jumbo flags is apparently a booming industry when it comes to sporting events or any big events. Such, such as an opening day. The sports world has now shut down and their business has basically stopped. Um, it says, if you've nice. ever seen an enormous American flag unfurl across an MLB diamond or an NFL field, you have seen this woman's work. This one woman, her name is Amy Barnett. She specializes in this. She's from Utah. Not surprising. Not surprisingly, yeah. She yep, is yep. the founder of the fifty of Fifty Star Productions, which is the nation's preeminent massive flag rental company. <gasps> uh, and so you mean massive? Like when uh, when you said jumbo flags, I was like, oh, big flags that no, people like put out in their houses. Old, long, no, like long, big ass flags. 
Correct. Wow. Good for Amy Barnett. Okay, carry on. Yes. So she has found herself now in the same position as many small business owners. Her work is completely disappearing overnight. There is a world with no sports, and therefore there is a world with no ginormous flags. She was supposed to provide a flag for 12 opening day games on Thursday, which was yesterday, which typically marks the start of a new busy stretch for her after the bustle football season has ended. But over the last few weeks, almost all of her scheduled events have been canceled or postponed indefinitely. I guess what I'm shocked about is that you're not ever reusing the giant flag. (laughs) You get a new one every time. Yeah, is it, and is this some sort of like flag rule that we didn't know? You know, there's flag rules, right? You can't have the stars upside down and you got to fold it in a certain way and it can't touch the ground and blah, blah, blah. I wonder if this is a star, like one of those flag rules. Like if you use a massive jumbo flag, you can't reuse it. You know what? You're probably right, James, because they do have those funky rules where it's like, all right, well, once we folded it in a double triangle, that means that it can't ever be touched by a Pisces on a Wednesday. And you're like, what? <laughs> right. uh, so that, that probably that's exactly makes sense. what that means. And I'm also so curious. I would love to get this girl on the phone and actually ask her some questions because I want to know how these things get made. Does she just have the biggest sewing machine ever? Like, how does this happen? Right. And is it made here in the United States? I would imagine it's made in Utah, or does she, yeah, does she outsource it? Controversy. Jumbo American flag made in China. Unbelievable. Made in China. Ay, ay, ay. Let's talk about coyotes. We all know that they are not afraid of us any longer. And while fam, I mean, they were going into our neighborhoods before we even started quarantining. I mean, they really are like, hey, you guys, uh, you're not really killing us. We're just kind of heading into the neighborhood and nothing's really happening. So we're just going (laughs) to creep a little closer and a little closer. And I mean, the worst thing that can happen to a coyote if they go into someone's neighborhood is they get adopted. So they're really not (laughs) afraid. And now, because there are nobody on the streets, there is a huge increase. I know this is tip, this is this story is particular to San Francisco, but I imagine this is happening in a lot of big cities. There's Probably, been an increase yes. in coyotes in the city over recent years, but apparently. They are taking advantage of the benefits of a suddenly open city. There have been several recent fake stories circulating about unusual wildlife showing up in cities around the global pandemic, including news from Italy's dolphins swimming in the historic canals of Venice story. <laughs> um, right, which I, I totally bought, by the way. I mean, uh, I would be like, that right. story And I was like, oh my God, there's dolphins in the canals. And they're like, no, that's not true. Yeah, but a surge <laughs> in coyotes wandering the streets of San Francisco is a little less far-fetched. And people are sharing photos. They're sharing videos of coyotes just like chilling on Market Street and like walking up the really, bi- the really busy streets of San Francisco. So this is what I'm saying, people. The quarantine is the surge of strength that the animals need to take over the world and take back the planet. And it is starting right now. They're going to get confident. And then when we venture back on onto the streets, they're going to be like, no, no, no. I peed on that lamppost. It's mine now. Get the F out. (laughs) (laughs) That was my coyote. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. You know, something that we were chatting about before the show even started today, James Simmons, nurse practitioner, is um, the fact that I think technology is kind of done with us right now. She's over (laughs) all of us right now. We, I will admit, are having some technical problems today, which are so frustrating and so 
they're so frustrating because there's not a clear solution a lot of times and not everybody has a Bill Gates just sitting in their apartment ready to fix any tech problems that they have. So, but it, it really is everyone's using broadband right now. Everyone is frustrated at their spotty internet and technology is just kind of like hanging up her little fedora and she's like mm, i'm gonna let y'all figure this one out on yep, your own figure this yeah i she's like listen i'm also really tired just because every y'all are you know quarantining at home popping bottles of champagne in the middle of the day i'm right. here working overtime and she's like i need a vacation as well the problem is she just takes vacation whenever she feels like it not when you are prepared for her to not work yeah and we did get a message from somebody let me see if i can find it real quick who is a tech person who's who works oh, in IT for thankfully. schools. And because I was like, man, tech people must be having a really tough time right now. And this guy reached out to us and said, I work in IT for a school and I have to go to the school right now and pick up like 20,000 Chromebooks <laughs> to like <laughs> distribute to all these students and show them how to use it. You know, teaching kids is how to use these things is probably easier than teaching, you know, older adults how to do it. But 100%. I thought, yeah, I, I mean, having to teach someone who's 85 years old how to use Zoom for the first time is probably <laughs> a, a, a type of, it's probably one of the rings of hell that Dante wrote about. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly... Oh my God. And it's happening so frequently too, because with all these video uh, happy hours we've been having, there's always one person. There's always, yes. Last night there was where, you know, the, our facilitators like, welcome to virtual goddess moon circle. And then it goes (laughs) this one later. Who's like, I can't hear anything. I no, I I can't hear you. And it's like can, can you guys can you guys like, hear I me? Don't. Am I on? I don't I can't I can't see you. That's my favorite. I can't see I you. I can't see you. I can't see my I can see myself. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? You? It's like so good. And you get the the quintessential video screen of their forehead leaning forward into the computer. Say, it's always like this shot. They're like up into the corner of the room like, you know, "Hey, honey, come on. I'm back. Come back." Yeah. Well, there's a couple couple of tips apparently from an expert on how to increase your internet speed at home and I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is applying to everyone right now. Um, just a couple of things that you wouldn't have thought of. For example, if you are using your microwave, that can actually interfere with your internet connection. So he says don't use the microwave when you're making video calls, watching HD videos, or doing something important online. I I love this. I had never actually thought about that. You know, we we used to talk about microwaves and pacemakers, right? Because I'm always thinking oh, medically, yeah. and they're, they're like such an issue, which they aren't really issues anymore. But uh, I was like, why would the microwave interfere with our internet? But hey, if this Waves, whatever. Baby. People, right. If people could say, go outside and, you know, turn around 14 times in this direction, you know, chew gum, crack a walnut, and then your internet will go faster, I'll do it. Yeah, me too. It says, uh, when it comes to placing your router, you need to keep it away from any devices like cordless phones, stereos, lamps, TVs, and dimmer switches. So I need to move my router because my router is right next to my TV. And that could be bad for the connection because you think oh okay i'm gonna put my router right by all my other tech stuff and that's not what you want to do as we all start to go crazy i think we're going to be putting our routers in the middle of the living room (laughs) and kneeling in front of them yeah with with a coat hanger (laughs) 
We're going to be, we're, uh, and more even like worshiping them. Like they're going to be the center of the mo- goddess moon circles now with the <laughs> candle lights around our wireless routers. We worship and, you. Thank you. Thank you for Lord. your service. Uh, wireless. <laughs> one last recommendation is that when you are not using your devices for Wi-Fi, turn them off or turn them on airplane mode. So if example, we're recording from home, we're using internet to talk to each other, but my wife and the other room if she's not using the internet she should be turning her phone on airplane mode and not watching not binge watching Grey's Anatomy which is probably what's happening right now Um, Katie Katie? get in the corner stare at the wall turn it off that person's gonna crash anyway Okay, we, when we get back, that's a medical joke, everybody. When hey. we get back, uh, we are going to get into a new round of real estate. You know, real estate has taken quite a turn in the past month or two, and I have a doozy for you, so stick around. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Uh, Jesse's still managing to piss us off, uh, even though he's <laughs> not able to make it to the airwaves of Channel Q as a result of this home broadcasting system. Um, that is a special v- talent, by the way, to be able to piss us both off at the mm-hmm. same time while not even being in the same room with us, Jesse. Congratulations. Yeah. And you know what? Since he can't talk, anything that's going wrong technically on this show or the station, all of it is his fault. Right. And just uh, a I think blanket later statement. In the end of the show, we'll just go ahead and tweet out your phone number uh, <laughs> so that pe- <laughs> people can... <laughs> text you things and tell you exactly how excited they are that it's actually your fault that we're having technical issues with the show uh, you know you know what I'm gonna go ahead and say it doesn't even need to be technical issues we will tweet out Jesse's phone number for anybody who needs a little company this weekend you know it's yeah. all about staying connected, and that is our <laughs> job here on Channel Q, is to make sure we're connected to all of you who are listening and feeling a little lonely. So if you need someone to talk to, even about celebrities that you know and Jesse doesn't, just give him a call, and we'll definitely tweet that out a little later in the show. I, right. I believe ha- hashtag punching bag producer is, uh, <laughs> is what we're going to go with. <laughs> I can see his reaction on FaceTime and he can't say anything. Yes. Hi, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's get into a round of real estate because usually real estate is real expensive, especially in the Bay Area, in any major city, really. New York is really bad and Chicago and and real estate is going to take a big turn in the next couple of months and it kind of already has. So I thought... We could go with something that's on the market in San Francisco. Here's how the game normally Mm. works. I'm going to give you a real real estate listing, and then I'm going to give you something you could have bought with that money, and you just guess which one costs more. Usually, it's a studio apartment that's 300 square feet, and you know it's like $5,000 a month. But this (laughs) one is a very, very nice, nice, iconic penthouse that is in San Francisco and has just sold for 43% below asking. Whoa, that yeah. is unbelievable. Now, were, were there like corona-related issues with this? Like, was there someone in there who had COVID-19 at some point? No, I don't think that we're there yet. Uh, I think that's going to be the new murder house. 
You know, it's like the, this <laughs> right. family died here, but it'll be like somebody had Corona here. It's like, oh, okay, right. never mind. Forget uh, it. Never mind. I'm good. Uh, yeah. uh, so this is called the Penthouse at the Clock Tower Building. It is okay. a very famous clock tower building that if you've ever lived in the Bay Area or if you're listening and you live in the Bay Area, it's this beautiful penthouse that you see when you're crossing from San Francisco into the East Bay. And it is, it, it's a big blue building with a tall clock tower. And there's a big penthouse that's attached to the clock tower. So it's a really, really nice, a really beautifully renovated penthouse with your own clock tower basically attached to it. And um, your own view of like one of the most iconic, you know, absolutely. views on earth. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. It's an incredible view. So it's a 3000 square foot penthouse, including two bedrooms, two baths, a modern kitchen, and a spacious living room with glass-enclosed fireplace, exposed brick walls, you know, you love that old brick, and cathedral ceilings with exposed steel beams that remind you of the uh, building's industrial past. The clock tower itself was built 98 years ago, and as as an addition to the massive factory occupying two full blocks at 2nd and Bryant Streets that housed the Schmidt Lithograph a lithograph corporation. Oh, the Schmitz. Yeah, you know, the good old Schmitz. From the wraparound deck outside, you can see AT&T Park, Soma, the downtown skyline, and the highway leading up to the Bay Bridge. So this just sold. It's beautiful. I will post some pictures so you can look at it. But, I mean, it's it's just gorgeous. You have the entire top floor to yourself. It's And then you can go into the clock tower and play Hunchback of Notre Dame or whatever you want to do. It'll be weird. (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, that is your real estate listing, James. Or for roughly the same amount of money, you could have five million rolls of toilet paper. Oh, best really estate ever, Allie Johnson. That is fantastic. Now, is this real toilet paper at normal prices or is this uh, jacked up prices like that guy from Sydney who's charging yeah, $99 I, for two I rolls? Did, I thought of doing that. I thought of doing Sydney prices, but I'm not going to do that. Sydney bodega price? No. We're going right, to go right. with the the national American average, which is 84 cents a roll. So that's 5 million rolls. That's going to be $4.2 million. Oh my goodness. Which one is more expensive? Really? Uh... I think I'm still going to have to go with the clock tower in this uh, <laughs> clock tower penthouse in this one because it's San Francisco. It's iconic. You described that view. It sounds amazing. And listen, amid San Francisco, even in the middle of a pandem- pandemic, someone is going to pay top dollar for that house. Okay. You're, you're answering the penthouse costs more. Yes. Now, the, the penthouse loft was put on the market in 2016 for $8.5 million. Oh, and wow. nobody bought it. <laughs> then it was later reduced the same year to $6.9 million, then to $6.2 million in 2017, then again to $6 million in September of 2019, and then it was listed for $4.9 million, and a contract Ooh. was just signed for $4.8 million. What a bargain. Whoa, that's so, crazy. Yeah, so 43% below the original asking price, but still, you are correct, James. $4.8 million. Ding, 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 ding. 
dollars for the penthouse and four point two million dollars for I would really hope a lifetime supply. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I think you've got an issue, and maybe James can give you a diagnosis. Right, <laughs> we'll be right. back after we- this. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, drop the subject here. Broadcasting from home, Allie and James, and on the phone, first official phone call from our home broadcasting studios. Who else would it be other than Dr. Jen? Hey. Good to hear your voice. How are you? And then we can get into how everyone else is and helping everyone stay sane. You know, I am hanging there. I have been self-quarantined with my family officially now two weeks, although we have been locked down for about two half. Um, but the last time anyone was in this house, aside from of us was last Friday. So we're, we're officially at the two-week point, which is really nice in terms of, you know, the two-week point is significant. It's kind of one of the markers that they say quarantine for two weeks, although there is some literature out there saying that three weeks could even be necessary. But that said, it feels good to hit the two-week point. And at the same time, just like everybody else, we are dealing with enormous stress and, you know, everything that goes along with being locked in a house with people who you love but you know we can all make ourselves and each other a little crazy (laughs) yeah well I mean it's interesting some of the problems and some of the issues that are coming up I'm sure for your patients and for you and for me and for all of us as far as the two-week mark seems like okay maybe you've gotten over some of the hurdles and you figured out a schedule and you've got all kind of evened out is that true or is there a new set of stressors that's coming up at the two-week mark? Um, Yes and yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, look, I work very hard as a psychotherapist and also as a parenting expert to really practice what I preach. So we, every day we do a schedule the night before we sit down and meet me and my kids. We go over all of their classes because they're doing Zoom schooling. You know, they're 13 twins. Um, I also put in my schedule so that they know when I'm blocked out for clients, for media, for various different things. Um, so that that aspect has worked pretty well. We've, we've gotten a rhythm. I wake my girls up early. They go in. They work out with me. We work out together. And, and by the way, you know, I'm a Peloton fanatic and I don't work for the company. I'm not a spokesperson. But How many Peloton bikes do you have if all of you I are doing Peloton? One, I've got one bike and one tread, which I'm enormously grateful for. <laughs> Peloton has a free 90-day trial for the app, so you can do all the classes at home in your living room for free. They have yoga, strength, flexibility, cardio, dance classes, all meditation classes, so this is a good time to check it out, but we do a lot of those classes. Then the girls start school, I start work, you know, we kind of go through our schedule. I find it very helpful to map it all out in advance. And then also my kids know, oh, okay, mom is on the radio right now with Allie. So I'm not going to knock on her door and ask if I can use her printer. Oh, that's very nice. Even though I wouldn't be offended. I understand. You're, you're, you're very caught. But, you know, that aspect has worked quite well. Um, I think that where we have had a little more struggles personally has been the chores. And I have chore lists and we're still kind of, 
we're, we're still we're still really perfecting that area. Well, and look, it's one of the things I'm hearing about from my clients as well. You know, I'm hearing a lot, especially with hetero couples, where the gender divide when it comes to labor is very skewed towards women doing more of the work in those situations. And I'm sure even in same-sex couples that. Uh, the issue is one person, regardless of gender, feeling like, why is this burden being put on me? So we're still working on that. And I'm also helping my clients work through it as well. But I think that that's a very, it's probably one of the top conflicts I'm hearing with couples right now. Uh, Okay. So when it comes to doing chores around the house. I mean, some people like me, I'm an anxious cleaner. And that's something that I that gives me comfort is to Mm -hmm. clean. But if my partner or if somebody's partner is not the same way, how do you navigate that where you kind of I, I mean, I guess you just have to accept that you're both in different places and just kind of let it be whatever it is and not put too much pressure on yourselves? Or do you recommend trying to divvy it up? A combination. If you're someone who's an anxious cleaner and cleaning is something that really helps relieve your stress, then by all means, clean away. But where it becomes unfair is if you're cleaning because you really find it to be a great release and then you expect your partner to be cleaning as well and it doesn't give her any kind of stress relief and she doesn't want to do it, that's where where you have a problem. But, you know, what we've done and we're in the process of doing is make a list of all of the day-to-day household chores. like, And that's not even kind of the deeper cleaning of like, oh, wiping off that countertop that we don't tend to use as much in a room that we're not in quite as much, but just the day-to-day must do, you know, taking out the trash, running the dishwasher, putting the dishes away, laundry, like all that kind of day-to-day stuff. And then do a, a row for each person's name. And then check marks. Because the thing that I like about the check mark list is that it's a physical, visual representation of who's doing what, how much people are doing, and then you can't be like, well, I'm doing all the chores, and then you look and you're like, oh, you're only doing three things, and she's doing seven. Right, you know? yeah, it can hold you more accountable, whereas yeah, so in your mind, more, it kind of is skewed, yeah, right? It's concrete, and it's it's visual, and it's it's not about kind of feelings of like, I feel like I'm doing everything, and I'm feeling resentful, and you know me, I'm all about the feelings, but when it comes to something like this, we're in crisis mode, we need to come up with systems that work in our family. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we get back, there are a lot of couples that are on the verge of breakup in week one or week two, or even day three of quarantining. I have questions about that with Dr. Jen when we come back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm James Simmons, along with your Allie Johnson. I'm guest co-hosting. And as I have been all week, pleasured to be here with Mm -hmm. you, Allie Johnson. Uh, I hope not self-pleasured to be here, but (laughs) that would still make for an interesting radio show. Wouldn't it, though? And speaking of interesting radio, one of my favorite things about hosting is... The gayest headlines of the week, which is thankfully the segment we're into right now. By the way, we thank you so much for listening. And if you ever have gay headlines, you see, uh, or you have questions for us in general, 
Like, what exactly were Allie's technical issues earlier in the show? Uh, anything like that. Please follow us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. But there have been a lot, a lot of coronavirus, COVID-19 headlines, obviously, in the last few weeks. And sometimes it's hard to make those gay. But never fear, our straight producer was able to find four of the gayest headlines this week. We are going to share them with you on the socials, and we need you, our listeners, to vote on them over the weekend. And when we come back next week, we will pick or we will announce which one you picked as the gayest headline of the week. Yes, and I will add that the second headline in this week's finalists was a listener submission. So you can absolutely submit Gayest News Headlines of the Week, and they will make it into the finals if, you, if you've pitched a good one. Yeah. So, hey, pitched. See, there you go. We're just getting into pitching and catching already. Headline <laughs> number one. Uh, again, this will be posted uh, online at DTS Show. Uh, headline number one. Wall Street's suck maneuver brings us quick gains. Yes. Ah, ah, <laughs> I, I feel like Wall Street's suck maneuver has been keeping give, giving them huge gains all year round, not just uh, related to this. Yeah, I feel bad for Wall Street's suck maneuver because that clearly doesn't sound like a quarantine sort of thing that can happen, you know? No, 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 no. But it does help relieve stress, I've heard. <laughs> so they say, hey. Uh, uh, all right. H- headline number two. I am ready. Here we go. Fiery manhole explosion shuts down Boston train station. Yes. <laughs> that was submitted on Instagram. And I was like, yes, this definitely will make it into the finals. Anything about a fiery manhole explosion, you know, will make it into gayest news headline of the week. Or grossest headline of the week. You know, True. either either way. Yeah. 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 Very good. Headline number three. Being one. I have to read this one, of course. Surging bear market rises from its bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, should I do it in a gravelly, more bearish sort of voice? Surging bear market rises from its bottom. Oh, yeah. You have a little <laughs> yeah. southern twang there, too. I like it. Yeah. Well, come here, boy. And uh, (laughs) finally, last but certainly not least, this actually, Allie, I think you should read this one. I want to hear. Can you give us? uh, Can you give us? You know where I'm going. Can you give us this headline with Holly Hunter? Oh, sure can. Jordan's 13-inch black and white starfish arriving soon. Holly Hunter reads gayest headlines of the week, everyone. That was amazing. Uh, so again, do not do not forget to vote. Gayest headlines of the week. We will uh, tally your votes over the weekend because Jesse doesn't have anything else to do. And we will uh, announce that uh, on Monday. Be sure to follow us at Drop the Snow. At DTS Show. Someday I'll get it right, Allie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got, yeah, you got yeah. the gist of it. People will find it. Yeah, yeah, they'll get there. Uh, We've got more Drop the Subject coming up. Stay tuned. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject with Allie and James Simmons. And thought we'd give you a little bit of a Biden update. I know no one has spoken his name in a little while, but it's important that we keep you updated on what the hell is going on with Uncle Joe and what he's been saying. He's been doing some social distancing, and he's also been... uh, 
you know, doing some kind of weird, bizarre video conferencing. But he's, <laughs> and I think he's also saying no more debates. I think that's one thing that he's saying. But it, I mean, the way that this is going to affect the election could be really, really good for Joe or really, really bad for Joe. I think Joe's on to something here. You know, I think less is more with Uncle Joe at this point. Like, you know, he's the presumptive nominee. Obviously, we, we haven't had the convention yet, and who knows what's going to have with the, happen with the conventions. And, you know, frankly, I think a lot of people have sort of forgotten, uh, particularly this yeah. week, that there's even a primary uh, or election going on. Like, oh, yeah, we, we still have this thing. But Uncle Joe is still trying to remain relevant, except in typical Uncle Joe fashion. He's not really doing it in the right way. Yeah, but he's an old guy. (laughs) Can (laughs) you cut him a little old guy slack? I mean, I know that he's supposed to be uh, on top of everything as as the possible next president of the United States, but he's also just, I mean, he's a senior dealing with an epidemic in a technological age where a lot of senior citizens are having some problems and they're not able to keep up with some of the technologically uh, related, the, te- the technology, what, uh, te- technology? Yeah, technology. Te- uh, uh-huh. yeah. Also words. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have problems with words sometimes and so does he and we can all get along, can't we? We cannot get along. Uh, And unfortunately, Uncle Joe had uh, some issues with his words during a live stream uh, held via Twitter this week where he was taking questions from some young people around the country. And he fielded one question about LGBTQ rights where he slipped up and referred to a gay couple he met. Oh, boy. As mommy and dad. Take a listen doing an event when I was vice president and it was in the home of a gay couple and uh, I walked in the kitchen and met them first and uh, um, and they had two beautiful children a little boy and a little girl and the way they loved their 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 mommy and dad two men who were in fact really strong men and strong people uh, just impressed me so much and so I, I mean, I think what's Joe. what's pretty incredible. There's a couple of gaffes in there, Uncle Joe. Like, first of all, two men in a relationship raising a child don't have to be mommy and dad. Like, that's the point. Yeah, I mean, I think, though, can we give him some old people points? Like, he's used <laughs> to saying mommy and dad, and he's trying to say, like, he's not saying he doesn't, accept or love gay people i just don't i think it's still like there's a little disconnect like it's just the connection in the brain where you're just like you're an old guy and you're just kind of saying things that are occasionally inappropriate but you have no idea and you mean well like can we give him a little slack on that front I mean, I wonder if you do you know you bring up an, an interesting point because I wonder if we're going to start cutting people in general, particularly our politicians, celebrities, etc., a little bit more slack these days post-pandemic, right? We were in such a hot, we were in cancel right. culture, people couldn't say anything, you know, like you, you, someone sent a tweet 17 years ago and it will ruin their career now, and we're such in this hyper-polarized, hyper-political, hyper-whatever world, and we're now, I feel like, maybe post-pandemic when we've all just been through some S, we're going to be like, all right, Uncle Joe, you know, you meant well, we'll, we'll give you a pass here, you know? That is, if that's true, James, that will make me so happy. That coronavirus, (laughs) 
will have killed off the extremist social justice warrior stuff that's been going on, warrioring that has been going on, that has been building very slowly but surely over the last five years, I would say. And to then take a step back and focus on what's important and then give people the benefit of the doubt a little bit and to understand that we're all in it and we're all going through it, even old Uncle Joe, I think the world will be a better place. Even even old Uncle Joe. Well, and hopefully, I think not only for like the social justice warriors, but also, you know, our friends and listeners and, and family and everyone kind of on the other side of things, too, that just because, you know, you sent your kid off to college and they came home vegan doesn't mean that they're not still your kid and that, that you know, that you still can have a good family gathering and we can sort of have these political differences without eating each other in the process. And unfortunately, it seems to maybe have been taking an entire global pandemic to get us there. Okay, James, when you, if you have a kid and the kid goes to college, would you rather them come back gay or vegan? <laughs> I told gay, of course. Hello. Okay, of course. <laughs> of, of course. Not no shade. Vegan. No, no shade to our vegans, though. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. Okay, keeping you company here on Friday. It's Allie and James here on Drop the Subject and wanted to give you an update as far as what's going on with this stimulus package. The House has passed the stimulus package. So we learned yesterday that the Senate passed it. Now the House has passed it and it has gone to Donald Trump to sign. That is the status of the stimulus package as of right now. Wouldn't it be so douchey if he didn't sign? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he said he promised earlier in the week. He's like, I'm going to stimulize everybody. Whatever is put on my desk. Yeah, I will sign. So but, you know, this we ne'er has Donald Trump always stuck to his word. Therefore, uh, you know, who who knows what's actually going to happen when this bill lands on his desk, presumably this afternoon, and whether or not he signs it. Yeah, so there's also this little loophole. It's not a little, it's actually very big, because millions, with the stimulus package, a lot of Americans are going to be receiving checks from the government. We talked about it yesterday. If you make up to $75,000 as an individual, you're going to get 1200 bucks. Um, and then if you are a couple, you can get up to $2,400 if you make 150 grand or less. What they're not saying is that if you file your taxes using an individual taxpayer identification number or a TIN number instead of your Social Security number, you are not getting any money. So that's uh, omitting those taxpayers is going to exclude a lot of people who are really, really vulnerable in this current crisis, because it also Mm -hmm. tends to include undocumented immigrants. So again, we get back to the racial aspect of all this crap. Absolutely. And I I think it's really unfortunate because so many of the people being hit hardest by this, like you said, are are individuals who are small business owners, who are contract workers, who, um, you know, may not work for a large corporation where they, you know, have W-2s taken out. They might be like 1099 individuals and and they might have their own companies, their own corporations where they, they that's how they run their taxes. And if they're not eligible for this, it's not it's not actually helping. It's not doing any good. Right. Uh, and I'm reading this now. It says many undocumented immigrants have taken the 
the IRS at its word by saying like, oh, okay, even in an area, even in an era of increased rhetoric about immigration enforcement, federal tax law continues to prevent these taxpayers information from being shared for immigration enforcement purposes. That's why these undocumented immigrants are trusting the IRS to upload their information and they there are about 4 million people that are using TINs instead of social security numbers because they're not eligible for social security they're paying 4.3 billion dollars in taxes so they're cool. giving to their country Yikes. and paying being good taxpayers and then as a result a stimulus package like this doesn't have their back not fair not absolutely not fair at all and listen that's that's a huge part of the economy like if this is you know the the fundamental core issue here is that this package is supposed to stimulize the entire economy so that we don't completely collapse and if you are not providing a stimulus to a very large sector of your economy in the form of direct cash payments like everyone else is getting, it completely, I sort of make it akin to kind of this half-baked social distancing that's happening in some places. Like social distancing only works if everyone socially distanced. And I feel like a stimulus package really only works if everybody gets stimulized. Yeah, no, you're right. And there are a lot of people who are being left out of this and it's really unfortunate. So I hope that, you know, I would like to see like you, but, you know, if, if some people are given money and they have a little extra cash, if there's like a GoFundMe or some kind of a place that that those people can filter the money back into someone else who needs it a little bit more. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Very much so. And that, yeah. that can be done in multiple different forms, whether that's direct giving to individuals or supporting local businesses as much as you can. Even yeah, though those things true. we talked about earlier in, this, right. earlier in the show, you know, your, your hair salon down the street, you're like, oh, you know, it's not the biggest priority on earth for me to color my hair right now. But if I throw they some money it. their way and they send it to me, you know, they need it. And so things like that, I think even though we tease them, I think they're really, they're really important for us to do. Yeah, that's true. Just to put that money back into the economy, literally just by buying a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, well, I normally would not say buy a bunch of stuff. Maybe right now we actually do need to buy a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, in other news, just very quickly before we get into news that are loose that I wanted to read this headline, uh, why Walmart is seeing a rise in sales for tops, not bottoms during the coronavirus hey! crisis. <laughs> that is a last minute addition for Gay Asus headline of the week. And also so funny and so true because nobody cares about what's on the bottoms of their bodies right now. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares about bottoms, Allie. No. Oh, that's so sad. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Drop the Subject. It has been quite the show through technical difficulties and stimulus packages. Dr. Jen's amazing, wonderful, sage, always advice. We appreciate you being here with us and continuing to listen. We are now to the part of the show where I... Give Allie three stories, and she decides whether or not to news them or lose them. Allie Johnson. The power. Are you ready? I am ready. 
Story number one, man makes shocking discovery in boyfriend's pants, doesn't know how to handle it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and guess that this is not uh, erection related, so I'm going to news it. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right, okay. we're using that one. Uh, I'm going to see if I can maybe go three for three today, by the way, folks. Um, story number two. Pig sparks farm fire in England <gasps> after eating, then defecating, battery-powered uh, pedometer. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> the best headline I've ever heard in my life. I must news it. <laughs> Good, because I cannot wait to talk about this story. And third, and probably least... Ivanka Trump's tweet about social distancing did not go over very well. All right, all right, all right. I can make fun of Ivanka before the week's out. (laughs) Right, because it's been a little while, right? Since we've made fun of Ivanka. Uh Yeah. All right, Uh, cool. Okay, so and we'll start with her. You know, we can do this one pretty quickly. So Ivanka, high atop her penthouse, looking down over what I believe is the midtown Manhattan. And she's turned over her shoulder. She's blowing a kiss. Red lipstick, makeup's perfect, 17 filters are on, her blonde (laughs) hair is perfectly laid across her face, and she's blowing a kiss. Social distancing works. Stay safe and be kind, everyone. Hashtag together apart. Oh, Ivanka. So the sentiment is there, right? Social distancing works. We want everyone to stay safe, together apart, or whatever that means. However, Twitter, as per usual, is not having it. They're like, oh, together apart works, except on Easter Sunday, your daddy wants the churches packed. Right. Oh, oh my. Guess, guess what also works, Ivanka? Ventilators, masks, and protective gear. Tell your daddy to quit playing politics and do his dang job. <laughs> you know, if I were somebody like Ivanka Trump, who I, it's like, this, her story's a sad one because I think she was pretty cool to start. And now she sucks. And you're like, damn it, Ivanka, you were like this strong woman who was a business owner and you were doing your thing. And, you know, you had all your clothes in the stores and you were just kind of like it seemed like she was a great female entrepreneur. And then to now just be backing her daddy willy nilly. You're just like, damn it. Will you just be your own person? So right. it, if I were her, I would just not tweet anymore. Just you can't do you have to know as soon as you tweet something, everyone's going to be crapping all over your dad and you through osmosis. And I know people were pointing out specific things in that picture, like the fact that she was using $36 soap. And it's like, must be nice. Your hands can be really clean when you get your soap at restora- restoration hardware or like William Sonoma. <laughs> right. But, right, right, right. you know, so people are going to be crapping on every, they're always going to find something wrong when there's a picture and they're always going to crap on what you're saying, even regardless of the fact, if it's true. I think Ivanka should just do what that other, doesn't she have a sister or something? What's her name? Like just disappear. Just, oh, just uh, Tiffany? Go, yeah, just go the Tiffany Trump route and just <laughs> yeah. be cool, be chill, don't say a word. You're going to get out of this. I couldn't even remember her name. Like, you'll get out of yeah. this unscathed. Like, this is where silence is golden. Yeah, you know, Tiffany's is a big, successful store. Tiffany Trump, like, <laughs> under the radar, just completely different type of Tiffany. Yeah, so, very much so. Yeah, just be a Tiffany. Be, be a Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany diamonds were not what was hiding in this man's pants. A man makes a shocking discovery in boyfriend's pants, doesn't know how to handle it. Uh, we love puns. So long story short, this is one was really more about the headline because it was great. There's a, uh, a couple 
They're 42 and 30. And despite the age gap, they still had a, a tremendous, the most tremendous sex life that has ever been had. Oh, no. Is this back tre- to Trump? Tre- tremendous sex life until the 42-year-old was going through his 30-year-old boyfriend's pants before he did his laundry for him and found Viagra. Oh. Now, 42-year-old is like, wait, why is my 30-year-old boyfriend having to use Viagra just to have sex with me? Well... And is it to have sex with him? <laughs> right. Or who else might right. he Right. Or you're like, using- I haven't had sex with him in like f- a month. So if he's using Viagra, it's not with me. Right. Who is who is he using that on? Yeah. I, I, you know, he goes on to talk about how this hurts. It probably doesn't mean anything. He talked to his therapist. His therapist said he may just have performance anxiety. It's also not completely rare for someone that young to need Viagra for any sorts of reasons. It's maybe a momentary thing. And just like most humans should do, talk to him about it. Well, and this is something that maybe some guys would feel embarrassed about saying. At least every radio commercial in the universe will tell you that. <laughs> and then there's a yes. sexy lady being like, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you know, ED is a common part of life. Radio I'm, girl will solve any ED problems. <laughs> she sure will, apparently. Even for gay men. Uh, and finally, best headline maybe of the week. I will give it to you again. Pig sparks farm fire in England after eating, then defecating, battery-powered pedometer. And what is a pedometer? That's when you're tracking your steps. You're tracking your steps, right? And the fact that it's a pedometer, I think, just puts a nice little button on it. Just like like right at the end. You know, he didn't swallow a battery-powered something or other. No, it was a pedometer. And when you are... Say you have a pedometer and you're a pig and you're trying to do 10,000 steps. <laughs> do the steps quadruple right, or right. double, so, I mean? Well, are, right. Is your baseline goal 20 or 40,000 steps today, right. not 10,000? Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like that's a thing for the pigs. Listen, the headlines get even better. And this was courtesy of our friends at Fox News. Uh, so good for them. Firefighters in England were called to save the bacon Saturday after a pig sparked a fire well. in its pen by swallowing a pedometer, which then combusted after nature took its course. So this pig got a hold of a copper-plated pedometer, ate it, defecated it. The interaction of the copper, (gasps) the pig manure, I think we can say that word, and the dry hay onto which said pig defecated, that chemical reaction caused an 800 square foot fire <laughs> alley. <laughs> oh, man. Oh and, you know, it's one of those things that you would see in a farmer's uh, farmer's insurance commercial where they're like, see it? We've covered it. We've, <laughs> we've covered Big it. Big crapping right? battery powered pedometer into <laughs> copper and created an explosion. I could just see the commercial now. It'd be perfect. Uh-huh. J.K. Simmons. Yes. Pig fire. Right. We, we covered it. <laughs> Defecation uh, pig fire. We've covered it. So the uh, North Yorkshire Fire and Rescue Service also tweeted out the story and they said, uh, they prefaced it with saying, this should be an oink, not a tweet. 
(laughs) Good for the firefighters having a sense of humor. Yeah, the pun game, not at its finest, but it is like dad pun status. You know, it's a good like C grade pun, which is is right in that dad stratosphere. Um, (laughs) But I I always use crappy puns and occasionally good ones, but mostly crappy ones. All right. And we'll give you some happy endings next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, yes. Unfortunately, it is time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye. It's a sad time. But hey, you know what? It's the weekend, which is just like any other day. It just means that you have a lot of extra time to clean for the third time. (laughs) That same spot in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of dust that's accumulated in the last week and you just clean the whole house all over again. Or, hey, take up yoga like James is. Um, All right, let's get into our happy endings because, after all, there might be things that bum you out right now, and that's okay. It's important that we give you a silver lining and something happy times to take into the rest of your weekend. James, do you have a happy ending, good sir? Oh, but I do. Good, Good lass. (laughs) Alas Britney Spears might not be an Olympic qualifying 100 meter (laughs) sprinter Yeah But at least if your loneliness is killing you Britney hits us one more time With what will surely cure your coronavirus woes Her guarantee (laughs) that we will all be stronger than yesterday Oh, very nice Thank you I I heard you feverishly typing over there Which means that (laughs) I was like His happy ending is either really long Or he's just like You incorporated I think at least three or four Britney Spears songs Into that happy ending Well done There were four Thank you very much Yes, for the Britney stands out there you guys got we would like to hear your britney poetry as well at dts show yes and i think if there was ever a question of whether or not james was gay we have answered it now (laughs) just in case you didn't know (laughs) all right here is my yeah i am too here's my happy ending there may be no more sports which means right now there are no more big flags but If you take the L out of that last statement, you have plenty of those still, clearly. And I'm looking at one of them right now. Right now, you sure are. A big old Spritney, Spritney? A big old Britney flag. Mm -hmm. You are. A big, big Britney flag. Yeah, yeah. So those always make the world a better place. And we may not have big flags, but we do have James Simmons and you and everybody else who's listening to this station. It is a pleasure to share the airwaves with you, James, and to stay connected to everybody during a really tough time. It is really nice to be able to interact with you guys. So if you want to continue the trend, absolutely tweet at us or or uh, direct message us on Instagram at DTS show. We love, love, love to hear from you, especially if you're going through hard times, happy times, funny times, any of it. We want to hear about it. And if you maybe missed some of the show this week or today, you can definitely uh, download the podcast on radio.com or wherever you find your podcasts so you can have something to binge this weekend. We'll see you Monday. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.